0: Hey, Chloe, are we called to submit to government in all things? You know
1: what? That's a great question. Let's dive into that. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. The fact of life. We're so glad you're with us today. We're so excited to get into this episode um, that I feel like is really prevalent and important in our culture today, especially, well, as Christians. Today, we're talking about how Christians are to submit to government. There's verses like uh, in Titus, Romans 13, and 1 Peter that talk about how Christians are supposed to submit to government to respect authority. And what does that even look like? So, we're talking about that today. Um, Maddie Grace, walk us through that.
0: Yeah, so we're really going to be handling what that looks like, especially when we're seeing things in government that maybe we don't agree with, so we're, of course, going to look at some different Bible verses surrounding those things, um, really dive into those and discuss those, and then look at just a few different examples of whether they're people from the Bible or people that have um, come along since then that have come across the same problem that we're talking about here today. So it'll definitely be a great episode today, um, and I'm really excited to get right into that.
1: Yeah. So something that kind of prompted us to talk about this, um, we're just observing the culture. I I think um, a lot of times Christians can use the verses about submission to government in the Bible to be used as an excuse of apathy or for apathy towards evil. Um, I think it's easy to just sit back and say, well, I don't want to not submit to government or I don't want to... uh, you know, get too involved with things like this. I'm just gonna, you know, focus on my walk with Christ and my family and just focus on that and not do anything that goes against the Bible, you know, in my public life and I'll be I'll be fine. I that I'm not gonna go past that. That's you know, me following that verse. But I don't really think that's what the Bible's calling us to do. No,
0: you know, I think, um, Chloe, something that is really important to point out. Um, Yes, as we'll see, like reading these Bible verses, we are called to submit to authority. But that doesn't mean just like sitting back and letting evil things happen Mm -hmm. because God is our ultimate authority and we're called to do his good works above all else. So if we're truly submitting to authority, you know, um, he says above all else, we're, we're called to do his good work. And so if something the government is doing or commanding us to do is going against that command of his, then we aren't truly submitting to authority because He is our ultimate authority.
1: That's right. That's right. One of the verses, there's a couple places in the Bible where um, the Bible talks about submitting to government. And um, one of those places is 1 Peter 2. And so I'm just going to read a couple verses here and we're just going to walk through and talk about it. So starting in verse 13 in 1 Peter 2, it says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent to him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. That is so powerful, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I love that verse. I know. This verse, like...
0: There's just so much to it. Um, it, it. You you have the whole honor the emperor thing and everything, but then I really love the line that's for the for this is the will of God that by mm-hmm. doing good you should put the silent you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. That line is yeah. just so powerful to me.
1: Yeah, I know. What we've talked about a lot in our podcast, Money Grace, about um, people who are just uninformed on a lot of issues. You know mm-hmm. that people who don't understand what's going on in the world, they don't understand. Um, what it actually means, and so they're very susceptible to propaganda or, um, you know, the the lies that our culture loves to loves to speak to us. And so, I just think this verse directly speaks to that. Um, by doing good, we put to, we put to si- silence the ignorance of foolish people. It says to live as people who are free, not using our freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. I think right here, this is just so so neat. I feel like this puts a I think this shifts our idea of what this means so many times that we can just read the verse like submit to government or be subject, you know, to every human institution. And um but it goes on to say that we are the will of God is to serve God above all else. That is that is what we are called to do and So I kind of just want to talk about what that looks like. How are Mm -hmm. we supposed to, as Christians, submit to our ultimate authority, God, and how that translates to submitting to authority on a personal, you know, corporate and national level?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think one thing I really want to look at super quickly with this first Peter 2 verse, um, looking at kind of the context of where we got this like piece of scripture from, which is absolutely one of like the best things you can do when looking at scripture is look at... Um, the verses surrounding it and what what context it was set in, but um, when you're looking at it, it said it's the verses right before it. It's talking about living like for Christians, like living godly lives in a pagan society. And right before it, it says, "Live such good lives among the pagans that though they excuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us." And it goes right into submitting yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. And I, I really think that that is important because I think in so many ways, um, that is a very, is a similar context to what we're living in right now. Absolutely. Um, and so I think it's important to note that the big thing with this is living godly lives and bringing others Mm -hmm. to him. And when they're, yes, we should submit to authority and not just, like, go crazy and, like, start burning down buildings and, like, <laughs> right. all this stuff just for the sake of, like, protesting yeah. or whatever you'd like to call it. Um, but it's it's setting that good example, and sometimes setting that good example does mean saying, hey, like, abortion, not right. Or, hey, such and such, not right. Mm-hmm. And, like, doing things to stand up against that. And, like, that yeah. is sometimes... Um, that, that is showing those, like, good deeds and, like, glorifying God. Because right. if, like, the government is telling you in and, ma- in, like, quote-unquote making you do things that aren't glorifying God and are directly going against that, then that's not, that's not fulfilling the Lord's commands. We're supposed mm-hmm. to, like, submit to authority to glorify God. And if, if submitting to authority isn't glorifying God, then we're not submitting to authority to glorify God
1: so true <laughs> it sounds so simple but it, it, that's because it is <laughs> right I I just think that's so important to keep in mind that God is our ultimate authority um and I mean he's uh, Jesus says this you know render unto Caesar what is Caesar's he's like uh, he's saying honor give honor to whom honor is due money to whom money is due um submit to the authorities that have been placed above you but that doesn't mean that we then just forfeit like obeying, obeying God and obeying his commands. I think that this is kind of a, a mindset shift and something that I, my pastor talked about this the other day and it was just, it was so good and it was super eye-opening for me just to, just think about like truly what does this look like? And I know for me, I, I, I look at historical acts in the past, you know, we have the American revolution, we have, you know, things where people have gone against government and it seemed to be and a really incredible thing. I think that there's, you know, there's 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 a lot of questions surrounding this submission to authority and how far that goes. And But I think something simple that we can think about as Christians, it's not what evil can I avoid? Like what what evil things is the government telling me to do or the government promotes or something that I just don't do? You know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not going to break any laws, but like what evil can I avoid? But instead we should be thinking about what good can I do? I think that's backed up You know in titus after they he says remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities to be obedient ready for every good work that's titus 3 1 and you know previously in first peter it says by doing good we put to silence the ignorance of people it's not what evil can i avoid instead we should be asking what what good can i do Mm -hmm. um if you
0: look down in like verse 20 and 21 of the, that first Peter passage we looked at. We didn't read this, but if you, it's, it's passed it further. But it says, But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. Mm-hmm. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. So right here in the context of the verses where we're being told to submit to authority, if you really look at the broader context of it, which a lot of times most people don't, mm-hmm. God, he, he directly gives the command to do good. He's saying do good and like that um, if you're punished by the government for that, then so be it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Jesus is the perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. You know, he he literally was the one that said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's honor, honor the emperor. You know, you don't need to be disrespecting him in the streets. But he ultimately died at the hands of the Roman government
0: mm-hmm. because of,
1: of what he stood for and what he claimed to, do to be, which was the son of God. And. Yet he still said to honor the uh, honor the emperor. Paul writing these verses is in Rome under Nero, and he's saying honor the emperor, be submissive to government. That is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think like
0: it's easy to cherry pick these verses like in like the outside world and say oh like on, like honor the government. But as we've been talking about, if you look both in First Peter and Titus what's overlooked is the like, be ready for every good work. And so you do see like Paul and Jesus and so many others, they're submitting to authority, but they're first and foremost doing every good work for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, they're going to submit to authority anytime that lines up with doing every good work. But if, but like with Jesus, who is literally crucified on a cross, like he could have denied and like, done all these that he could have like tried to get out of it but he stood by doing every good work and like not denying that he was a son of God um to to uphold that and so Mm -hmm. I think that is a very very key piece of submitting to authority that is so often left out
1: yeah I think it applies I mean it it does it applies to authority on all levels I mean being you know your boss in the workplace or a professor in college or you know your parents even or in a in a husband and wife relationship we're all called we all have something or someone over us you know Mm -hmm. we're we are in government like government must be set up among people because we are sinful people we need government um and we need families we need a mother and a father we need you know we have bosses because we work and this is it's not like we can just ever get out from being under something or someone Mm -hmm. and so God addresses this in in the Bible and Paul addresses this and says that yes, we are submit to that authority because that is what's good and right. But ultimately our authority our our ultimate authority is God and mm-hmm. he has that final say. Um yeah, I I think I as I've been kind of just processing this. Um right now I'm in several like American history classes. Um I'm in US Constitution and American Heritage and Another Puritan theology class, so there's a ton of stuff lines up for, for that. But something we've talked about a lot recently is like the natural liberties, you know, like going into the Constitution— what did we have as rights, as liberties? Where did these come from? You know, and at some point we'd love to do an episode on the founding and our constitution, and it'd be so great to talk about. Or even all maybe of that. an
0: episode on like how all of this submitting to authority stuff lines up with the American Revolution. Very that would true. be such an interesting thing to talk such about. Such a good thing. To talk I'm about. not even sure I entirely know like <laughs> yeah. what I would say yet, or even like how sure I could really feel about that. But I, that would be such a cool thing to dive into.
1: Yeah, a really cool look at that. Um, so. As we've talked about these natural rights um, and these unalienable rights that, you know, we're given life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what they say in in the Declaration of Independence. John Locke would support that as well. Um, We have natural and civil rights. There's kind of these two distinctions. And I think um, Locke and like John Winthrop, he's a Puritan who came over um, from England. So the, these are some political philosophers, some lawyers back in that day, and they're they're kind of talking about this idea of rights. So there's natural and civil. Natural rights gives the human the liberty to do whatever they want.
0: My constitution professor kind of, he explains like with natural law and stuff, it's like it's with at least with natural law, and, you know, you can kind of translate it to natural rights. But it's what is um, inherent to humankind, to mankind, um, whenever you take away all of the... Um, all of the laws and everything put mm-hmm. in place by by human institutions. Right. It's just what is inherent to mankind.
1: It's like a, a pre-society individual. You know, like, imagine yourself just <clears throat> in the middle of the woods, you know, by yourself. There's no laws, no government. That, that's what we're talking about. You have the ability to do whatever you want. Um, and so John Winthrop talks about this a lot, too, but, like, naturally when we enter into government— we give up that natural right. We give up that ability to do, you know, whatever it is in the world we want to do. Like, we can't go steal someone else's property. We're not going to, um, you know, just live, live however we want to. We naturally give up a couple of those to be governed, allowed ourselves to be governed by laws and governments set up to protect our rights, um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of this idea of a social contract. It, you know, we, we give something up in order that the government will protect us more fully. Um, I was just reading John Dickinson. He was writing some letters about the U.S. Constitution, trying to get it passed. Um, and he said that um, no human being can truly be happy without freedom. And we can't have freedom without the lack of fear. We, we can't have freedom without being secure. And the only reason, the only way we can be secure in our rights is if there's government protecting that and allowing us to be represented
0: yeah exactly it's like the government is there in place to like to either they there to protect our natural rights and fill in where our natural rights left off and um just really one protect those but also like supplement where they don't where they don't necessarily address but um yeah i think it is important to know the difference between our natural and our civil rights and you know our our founders were very intentional whenever they referred to them as our um unalienable rights mm-hmm. and i think that's also like an important thing to note because mm-hmm. they they were very intentional with their words um which can be easy to kind of look past sometimes because i don't think we nowadays are as intentional whenever we speak as they were back then
1: yeah absolutely um they gave this this distinction and so I guess the point I'm trying to say here is when we enter into government, we naturally give up our our ability to do whatever is right in our own eyes. You know, we submit ourselves to a government that has laws and things that we must follow as citizens. Um, and this is right and good. God instituted governments among his people. Um, and with the Israelites, he had Moses, and Moses set up judges. And later on, they had more judges, and then they had a king. And... Um, Government is necessary because, you know, as James Madison says, if men were angels, no government would be needed.
0: Yeah, here, let me just like read that quote really quickly because it is such a beautiful oh, such quote. Such a good quote. Okay, so James Madison in Federalist number 51 said, If men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary. In framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and in the next place, oblige it to control itself.
1: Man, that's just so beautiful. I think that, you know, we have this command in the Bible, but even, even people who weren't necessarily drawing from that Bible verse, looking at the natural state of humankind, and how it relates to government are saying we need to naturally submit ourselves to this government because otherwise human society cannot function or flourish human beings cannot be truly happy if they're not if they're not in a good government you know um one that's securing their rights that's um allowing them to be free you know
0: yeah it, it, exactly i really think that and that's like a beautiful quote um i think our our founding fathers had some really good things to say about that. Like if we were all perfect, there would need to be no government. Mm-hmm. And then also, whenever you have um, the John Adams quote, I like to reference that you know our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people, and mm-hmm. it's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Um, You're looking at that, and it's like yes, like if we were angels, we if, we if we were if we were perfect, if we were any of these things, we wouldn't need government. But also looking at it, um, it kind of ties into doing good works and submitting to authority. You know, we for government to work and for there to be an authority to submit to, we mm-hmm. have to be doing those good works and be um, submitting. And especially like in America, where um, you know we the people, as we like to say, like we are in a way the government. We have to make sure that we are maintaining that um, that 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 sh- that that sh- journey that striving to have that um higher moral standard even though it's like imperfect like we can't we there's no there's no way we can be perfect but it's trying to be the best person that we can be and Mm -hmm. um following these verses
1: yeah i think just a line from the declaration of independence yet again supports this um we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And this is the important part, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. I, yeah. Like, I know, it's we so We submit straightforward. to government it's so and it's able to function. Now, I know that this causes difficulties when we're looking at Paul submitting to government in Rome under Nero, who's persecuting Christians. So... We're going to dive into that question after the break here into our second segment, talking about what this looks like um, in the modern day scenario, um, talking about what it means to do good to others, to uphold truth and to submit to this government. Thank you so much for listening. I just want to remind you, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, and we'll be with you right after the break. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back in to the second half of our podcast, talking today what it looks like to submit to government as a Christian. Um, we kind of talked about, you know, the the founding principles of America, kind of what the founding fathers were saying, their idea of natural rights. We, we've looked at what the Bible says about submitting to government. And so I want to address now talking about the modern day age. You know, we, we we just went over the founding and all the founding fathers believed that having a virtuous people and one that submit submitted to their government um, was going to be the best thing. And that that was good and right. And I think that that's so awesome. But in today's day and age, our government is not the same. Our government does a lot of things that as Christians, we don't stand for and we don't believe in. And so we just want to talk about what this looks like in a modern day. Yeah, we're especially going to look at that, um, that aspect
0: of really going back to what we define the problem as a beginning as Christians using verses about submitting as a to authority as an excuse for apathy towards evil. And we're really going to look at kind of that second half the um, excuse for apathy towards evil part. But luckily for us, we've had some great examples come before us of people, Absolutely. even people like in the Bible who were here and saying, you know, submit to authority. Jesus says submit to authority. We're like those direct followers of him and they were submitting to authority, but there were times when um, that contradicted with their mission and their role as like disciples of Christ. And so, we're gonna look at some of these great examples and really see uh what what they left for us and see how they played in together you know submitting to authority but also not not allowing what they knew was wrong
1: absolutely. just as a reminder, I want to read that verse um just kind of as this this setup for what we're talking about this is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people live as people who are free not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil but living as servants of God in that context he says honor everyone love the brotherhood fear God and honor the emperor so what does this look like you know I think that's a great question and um
0: I think we know we've talked about this before but I think one of the biggest things is at least for Christians right now in America 2023 is everything that's happening with um, like the abortion laws and Mm -hmm. all of that kind of thing and it can be it can be interesting because you know in some places like even in Michigan we have abortion being legalized and in one sense it's like submit to authority but also I think it's especially interesting applying it to America Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of freedoms and rights when it comes to protesting or actually having a say in right. how things turn out that people in other countries don't. Mm-hmm. So I think in some ways, you know, we can't necessarily – it's harder for us to speak to what's happening in other countries. Obviously, these things are universal and you can apply them. But um, I, I do think it, it is an interesting perspective for America because we do kind of have a perspective that not necessarily other countries don't. But but still in that um, – you know, places are legalizing abortion and all of these things. And it can be easy to say, oh, well, like, Roe v. Wade got overturned. Things are going back to the states. We're through. The fight is over. But for Christians, like, it cannot be over. No, it's just begun. It, it truly has just begun. And it, it goes back to, okay, Roe v. Wade is overturned. I, we did our job. We're done. Like, no, that's that's going back to what Chloe said about am I? Um, what was it? Uh, not what evil can I avoid? Instead, what good can I do?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not enough to just not do evil. Um, you know, my like I mentioned earlier, my pastor was talking about this, and he he brought up the example of the Holocaust. Like, as a Christian in Germany, you know, if you say your job is working at the government um, office, some government office, and they're having you sift through papers of. Of these citizens who are Jews, who are not Jews, who they're going to be shipping off to concentration camps and who they're not. And they're just, like, all your job is, is to just sift the papers. Like, you're not, you're not killing anyone. You're not doing anything. You're just obeying the government. You're doing your job. You're submitting to that authority. This is, that's wrong. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. enough to just not kill the Jews in this scenario. Like, Corey Tenboom is the perfect example of this she went out she she saved people she um, opened up her home at the risk of herself to save these people from dying in concentration camps yes. she she didn't ask what can I just avoid but she said what good what what can I do what is God calling me to do how can I help you know it would have been so
0: easy for her to just sit back and say okay well I'm not the one, I'm not the guard's working in the camp I'm yeah. not the one's coming to collect people and you know that especially whenever it's such a scary time like I like it came, it would have been so easy to say that and nobody would have blamed her because I mean like those were some terrifying times right but here she was and she chose instead of saying uh, you know I'm not participating in this I'm okay she actively sought to do good and actively sought to you know further the lord's kingdom and like save these people and that's like that's truly remarkable because we have sometimes it's easy to look back at stories from the bible and see them like just as that simply as Mm -hmm. stories because they were so long ago into our minds like we can't even fathom that But then we have, like, the example—that's why I love the example of Corrie Tin Boom, because Mm -hmm. she's so much more closer to our time period. And so we see this great—I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, a modern-day example, but a closer-to-modern-day example of someone who, you know, nobody would have blamed if they had just sat there and not done evil, but instead chose to actively do good. And it's this beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. I think it's it's kind of this idea of reactive versus proactive Mm -hmm. are we just reacting to what the government is doing or are we being proactive amidst our culture are we being active to spread the kingdom of god that is our calling as christians is to make disciples of all nations um baptizing them we're supposed to serve to go out to love people to to shine the light we like we as christians we are we are the city on a hill we have the hope and the light, and we are not to sit back and let the things happen. God is our ultimate authority and we're called to do His good work in 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 the world. We're called to live our lives um, within His grace and to spread that grace to others. Um, I just think this, this statement, like submission to government does not mean passivity to culture and it doesn't mean that you submit to evil. You live your life with your ultimate authority being God. Mm-hmm. I think...
0: It can be so easy so many times for people to take specific phrases from the Bible. Like if there's something that's highly contested, you know, take specific phrases from the Bible and they use it and they fight over and over again, like saying this verse, this verse, this verse. And I feel like in sometimes, not as much as other verses maybe, but the ones about submitting to authority are used in that way, mm-hmm. saying, oh, it, it says submit to authority. That means this, this, and this, and like let's not regard literally anything else. But when you look at it, I think what it all comes down to is it says submit to authority and then it says these other things about doing good. And what it's saying with submitting to authority, it's about being this good example for others and all of these things. And I think think what it really comes down to with that is just respect, respecting your government leaders, respecting your like boss at work or your parents or whoever it might be. And it's it's respecting their role. and It's like when your parents tell you to do something, you do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily, you say yes to everything they say, even it's if it goes against... It's not blind obedience. It's not blind obedience. It's yeah. simply respect for the authority they have over you. Mm-hmm. And um, in anything we do in life, whether it's submitting to authority or not, God calls us to do his will and follow after him. And we see that with these examples we're talking about. But even in those verses where it says submit to your authority, it says those other other things about doing the Lord's will. And so it's so easy to just, and we people do this all the time with verses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They pick them out and they say, oh, there's a contradiction, there's a contradiction. And it's like, no, if you actually look at the context, there's not a contradiction. Like actually just read it and you'll see instead of cherry picking your way around the Bible. And so, you know, we're talking about this today and what a lot of people see as a contradiction between standing up for what we know is right and... um submitting to authority. But when you really look at the Bible, there's not a contradiction.
1: No, I, he says to submit to your authority. I know in Titus, right before his section about talking about submission to government, he talks about bond servants submitting to their masters. Um, and you had to look at, you have to look at the context of the culture that they were in um, to talk about that as well. And he says, you know, if you have the opportunity to be free to take that, but yet he still says to submit to be, to honor your master to submit and obey and by doing that you are shining the gospel you are you are submitting to them even when it's not easy i like i may not agree with almost everything that our current president does and yet he is still our authority he's still our president and god has still allowed him to be the president of our of our nation in fact he didn't only allow it he is sovereign and he planned for that to happen and yet we sit here and think, "Oh my word, this is this is terrible. Our country is not going to be doing well." That's that may be true. But as as citizens of America, as Christians, we need to be praying for our leaders. We need to be in in supplication to God for our our nation. There's so many things that we can be doing as citizens of America in in other countries you may not be able to without losing your life. I mean, you cannot resist the Chinese government in 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 any way pretty much without risking your life completely that is not true yet in america Mm -hmm. that it may come to that but in this in this day and age we still have a voice we still have the ability to run for office Mm -hmm. you know to to make changes um to our government and so i think that that's what we should be focusing on we should be praying for our leaders and we should be voting and being good citizens and you know, using our rights—we've talked about voting a lot. We very much support you using your civic rights, and you're doing your civic duty as a citizen. Um, I think that's that's godly. That's that's mm-hmm. doing what's good. One of my one example I really like,
0: and we kind of talked about talking about today, was Socrates. Yeah. Um, we we talked about that last semester in Western Heritage, and um, just like a quick synopsis, basically of what happened with Socrates. He was um, thrown into jail for um i don't know the exact details of it but he was
1: he was speaking out against ba- basically he was monotheistic and the greek culture was not monotheistic mm-hmm. socrates believed that there was one god and that he was the creator of the universe he was also just really annoying because he would go around talking and he would go around and question everyone's he wouldn't shut up about it that's where we get the socratic method the the questions the you know having a conversation yes, about it, yes, not just blindly following what you're taught. Yeah, that's from Socrates. So mm-hmm. the Athenian government just didn't like him.
0: Yeah, so he was thrown into prison, and, you know, a lot of his friends tried to convince him to escape. They said, come on, like, follow these. You you got it. Like, we'll take you out. We'll take you far away. All these things. You can go. And he said no. He said, leave me, like, chained here. Like, I I'm going to die fighting for what I believe in. Like I'm going to die standing up for that, and like if that's right. if that's what it comes to, that's what it comes to. But I'm not going to escape standing up for
1: what I know is right. I just love what he said too, because he said, I I have submitted myself. I'm totally paraphrasing paraphrasing here, but I have submitted myself to the Athenian government, and I stayed here. We talked about that newest constitution. Like by the very act of you living in a nation, you are giving consent to the government to like, uh, be over you. You're submitting to that government by just living there. You're giving that consent to this social contract. And he said, I have, I didn't leave. I could have left. I could have left. I knew the government didn't like what I was doing, but I didn't because I believe in what I'm talking about. I believe what I'm doing. And so, yeah, he, he stayed there and he died for that. He was poisoned. Um, I guess he had to drink poison, but you know, I think that so often as Americans with this heritage of revolution, it can be so easy for us to, when something is not going right in our country or we don't like the leader, we can say, we got to fight. Let's let's get together. Let's, I mean, not, maybe not like completely like get an army together, but it's our natural urge, I think, as Americans, like we need to stand up for our rights. We need to, you know, like government, you know, mm-hmm. but... It's I, almost like we're figuratively trigger happy. Yeah, no, I think so. But we have this incredible heritage and I think that that was a beautiful thing. And like oh, we said, sure. we want to talk about, you know, what this actually looks like, um, you know, with this the verse and the American Revolution. But I want to, I would say that like doing what is good, uh, submitting ourselves to the authority of Christ that in itself is an act of rebellion and revolution to the culture and Mm -hmm. to the government when we are standing up for truth and i mean truth the absolute truth that there is there there are men and women there and men cannot marry men and women cannot marry women and the truth that the nuclear family is what is what god designed family to be with a man and a wife and children and when we stand up for these truths, that is revolutionary because that is not what our culture believes in anymore. And I think that we as Christians, we need to be, we stand up for this truth. And in Romans 1, Paul warns against the people who suppress truth, who do not fight for truth. They're handed over to their sin. And that's so scary. I feel like that is exactly what's going on in America today. But we are to stand up for the Bible, for what God has told us and and what is right it, against any insults? People can call us, you know, homophobic or a- anything. They can rail anything at us. But when we know that we are living in step with Christ, that we are standing up for truth, that does not matter because our authority is Christ. Mm-hmm.
0: That That is so true. I mean, um, it comes back to what we said at the beginning of this, that yes, we're called to submit to our authority, but our ultimate authority is God. And whenever our earthly authority is telling us to do something that directly contradicts what our ultimate authority has said. I mean, that's, that's not submitting to our authority. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. That's, kind of, that's putting our own interests above that of God's. It's putting our own interests of, above that that we know is truth. And so I think a lot of times what we see in modern day is, you know, even, even people—it's it, even started to get to the point— where it's not just people acknowledging the evils going on I'm not taking part of it it's that mm-hmm. we've gotten so used to that that mm-hmm. we no longer find it evil
1: you know that is so true i was listening to alibeth Stuckey the other day mm-hmm. and um she's so good and she was she was commenting on the grammys um there was a, an oh. incredibly horrible and demo- like literally demonic um performance the other day by an artist it was actually it was actually repulsive. I mean, it, it actually was so dark and so freaky that I just did not even like I I mean I like I couldn't even look at pictures of it. It was horrible. Um and she was speaking of, she was talking about it and she said, "You know what? I am less afraid of that than I am about she mentioned a couple names, but she her point was she said, "I'm less afraid of of that artist Sam Smith doing a demonic performance on stage than I am of people who claim to be speaking truth and yet they are warping it and they are making it seem like it is something that it's not. They are they're telling you that the most loving thing to do is to um to support other people in in their sin. Like they are they're telling you that our authority actually isn't God and that we need to be um we need to answer to you know, their authorities and we need to answer to culture and just be submissive and not have a voice. That is not what the Bible says at all. I think, you know, when we can see something that's so clearly evil, I mean, we need to be condemning that. But we also need to be so careful of the false teachers. I, You know, Paul and, and the apostles talk a lot about that in the New Testament. <laughs> there are so many false teachers out there that are misleading and that are warping the gospel in just minor ways. That's scary because you almost don't even you're almost able to tell that that's happening. So, yes, we condemn those demonic things that we see in the culture, but we also need to be so vigilant that we're not um, submitting ourselves to false teachers. I know. It's crazy to see
0: over the past couple of years how prevalent um, things like Sam Smith's Grammy performance um, the other night, and then we go back to, like, what, 2021 was it when – we had uh Nike, like with the the Satan shoes had like the drop of blood in it, yeah. and it's like all of these things, obviously we're not directly participating in, but how can we just sit back and like let Satan be actively like worshipped and and you know, for the, they'll say like, oh, like you're overreacting, like we're not really worshiping. It's just funny, like but but no, like you're choosing you to provide this as entertainment and like you're you're celebrating it. Mm-hmm. Anytime, you know, we write a song, you know, we're celebrating whatever that is. And it's like, yes, do we need do we need to make sure we're knowing like what's being said or what's being done in our like our music and all of that all the time? Yes. But also it's like when things like this are directly happening, how like what what else are you like you're telling me you're not like worshiping or like doing any of these things with like satan like the satan shoes or sam smith's gravy performance and it's like
1: then what are you doing yeah like Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's not enough i i mean we said this a lot in this episode but it's not enough to say what evil can i avoid but rather it's what good can i do Mm -hmm. how can i be able how can i give an account of the hope that's within me how can i be ready within its moment's notice to give wise counsel to give joyfully to to speak speak up for truth to not suppress it but to actually promote and love on people and and live as Jesus did as one who honors the government honors the emperor and and acknowledges that there is there is something due our earthly authorities mm-hmm. but also what can we like what can we do that's good what can we do to be good citizens and good Christians
0: yeah, I think it's important to remember as we're kind of starting to round out today that we, like above all else, although everything, it can be so easy to get distracted by everything that's going on in life and what do I do, what do I not do? But above all else, we are called to, you know, live life, life's like worthy of his calling and, you know, um, reflect the Lord in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And like that, that is our first and foremost like mission. That is what we should always be doing. Absolutely. Um So, with that, you know, thank you guys so much for listening today. It was an absolutely wonderful episode. If you have any episode suggestions or you just want to give us a little bit of a review, definitely make sure to DM us on Instagram at Fact of Life Podcast or send us an email, factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you can listen to us on anywhere you get your podcasts. You know, we're also on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, so you can listen to us there. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really great community you guys have presented us with and we are just so blessed through that. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today.
1: So blessed. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. And I'm Maddie Grace Watson. And, and we, we approve <laughs> of this message. <laughs>